All right, welcome to the Two Sons Podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope all of you guys had an incredible week. It's been a few weeks since you and I have done a record. Yeah, it's been man. like three weeks, I think, I know. since we've done a record. You've been busy. I've been busy. I, I have to start. This is We're going to open up today with a, a, just an absolute roasting of Luke. <laughs> Dude, you said this was going to happen. I'm ready. <laughs> you can F off, Jay. So I, I uh, t- t- the little backstory here is uh, I've been, you know, Luke is a big Star Wars fan. I'm a big Star Wars fan. And I don't, I don't blame you for this necessarily because of the fact. I'm that so excited right now. <laughs> Luke is a very, very hardworking doctor, and also a father. You are also very, very socially involved with your family. Your parents actually, your dad just this. moved this to is, town. Your mom's going to be joining after the Con- school continue. year. Continue, busy, busy guy. Okay, very. So I understand. <laughs> I understand that you don't have a ton of time for in-depth TV series. Yes. Uh, and for, uh, before we go any further, I want to cut you some slack. You did make time for The Rings of Power two, yes. two years ago. Loved it. And you did make time for House of the Dragon, yes. to your credit. I know what you're about to say. But I've been begging Luke, like, hey, dude, like, got to watch Game of Thrones. Won't do it. Hey, dude, Last of Us, major... Like culturally resonant show, gotta watch Pass. it. Won't do it, and like and he just won't watch these shows. And so I, I, but like then obviously like a Star Wars show comes around, he'll make time for it because obviously it's Star Wars. And we all, it's we Star, all Wars. It's Star Wars. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, but like, uh, and I, I do think like when House of the Dragon and stuff comes back and Rings of Power, I think you'll be around for season oh one hundred percent because you're already invested at this point. But like Luke texts me the other day, and he's like, out like, of the blue, bro, you gotta watch Mister Mrs. Smith, Mister and Mrs. Smith. It's great. We got to talk about it on the pod. It's going to be great. Yep. Of course, I literally read it. I'm like, this this motherfucker. And you're <laughs> like, like, with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, like, what the <laughs> are we talking about? So I had heard some mentions of this show. Uh-huh. It's definitely uh, not super well-known, I don't... Th- I mean, it's obviously well-known, but I mean, it's not like people are talking about it around the cooler. It, the it's office. not... Yeah, it's not a... Uh, it's not as culturally resonant as some of the other big shows that, that we've talked about. Passed but on. for the record... Like, I, I, it's all relative because it's in the first season, right? Yes. And that's a big part of it. True. But we've now watched two episodes each. That yep. was the funniest part, too. So, like, last last night I'm sitting down and I'm going to watch episode two because I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about it on Friday. And, oh, no, actually, I babysitted your son. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. You were working, to, to serving the community with high-quality medical care. Mm-hmm. I was playing catch with your with your 11-month-old son. Yes. And uh, which was also a blast. And I call it uh, J Ball. The game that you guys were playing, where like he like throws the ball kind of near you, and then you throw it to him. I call it J Ball. He's an infant, so like when he's trying to throw, he's kind of just like making this like really expressive sound. He's like, yeah, ah! yeah. <laughs> and the ball just kind of goes in a, in a random direction. So funny. But I found out from your wife that day that you had only watched one episode. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, this dude is like, you gotta watch this show, dude. But he's only watched because I didn't want to get too far ahead of you because I wanted to talk about it on the pod and get some episodes mm. out of it. You know what I mean? I've got. Two Two, two reasons for this. Number one, legitimately, I we were scrolling through Amazon, fi- figuring out what to watch, right? And then I was like, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, that looks really cool. I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Because the, the Brad Pitt movie with Angelina Jolie. It was Jolie, a good one. It's so good. I it's barely like remember what happens. But pretty it's lighthearted. Yeah. It's it's one of my faves. Top, let's say, 150 movies. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, that, I mean, Roughly. there's a lot. Of, dude, if you, if you think about it, how many Star Wars movies are there? Like, that's a quick, like, eight, you know, like 10, whatever. Anyway, so I was like, okay, great, great history. We turn it on. 
the first the first scene i'm not gonna lie to you we shut it off after that guy got his face blown off i was like oh this isn't really what i was expecting you turned it off after the face blowing off yes, scene but we went back to it and i knew I'm you'd be of proud you. of us for that i'm proud of you that's reason number one why <laughs> we started watching it because i thought it was going to be lighthearted, which it wasn't at all and then number two game of thrones is like a everest size endeavor for us and i feel like i'm just never going to get through it and that's one of the reasons why i haven't started it so the Game of Thrones thing is really simple to me. You would absolutely love it. I know. It's literally that Dude, simple. It's you so would love heavy, it. though. You would love it. It's my heavy. little heart. It's heavy, dude. I was actually like, jo- after I watched I was stuff joking like this, about this the other sad. day. Like, if we were, if the United States were invaded, and like as a, as as a, as a citizenry, we had to go to war. Mm-hmm. You are like top of the list guy that I want to have in the foxhole. Dude, with I, me. thank you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The real stuff. You are when the shit hits the fan. You want Luke in your corner. Why can't you watch it on dude, TV, I bro? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Dude, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Jay, literally, dude. It's true. It's when it's on a screen, it jacks me up. I don't know why, dude. I literally, the other day, someone comes in and they're like, "Yeah, I've got an infected toenail." I was like, "Okay, well, like, you don't need to have it ripped off because that's what I tell everyone wants their toenail ripped off until they're having it ripped like, off, right? Like, can I please have it ripped off? Yeah, and then <laughs> and I'm like, the one next to it off. I know. I'm like, you really don't have to do this. It's like slightly red. I'm like, we can just you know treat it, you know conservatively and they're like no i want you to rip it off so that entails me driving a needle onto either side of this person's toe and just injecting the crud out of them with lidocaine right super super painful then you shove like a spaded like flat you know device literally underneath the toenail and then on the top of the toenail and then you get what's called the nail splitter which is essentially like these plier-looking devices, and you literally cut down the nail and rip off part of the nail. I can do that. He gets excited about it. No, like I mean, he'll like, he'll like he'll be like, "You won't believe the gross shit I did today." Yeah, I was like, "I can do that, <laughs> dude." I watched a video of it being done though, and I was like, "Oh, I can't do this." <laughs> yeah, see, this is what I'm I was, saying. I was like literally squirming in my seat. You know, I, I couldn't sit still as it was happening. I don't know why. I in real life, I don't know. I can deal with it. The, the thing is, is like so. When I say you would love it, and I've I've had this conversation with you before, like, and you guys who listen to the show, I'm sure can attest to this because I, I am certain that all of you have watched Game of Thrones, like, and anybody and, who hasn't, and, shout out in the comments, yeah, yeah I'm Team Luke, my brother, and <laughs> so it's it is a lot of the same things we loved about Star Wars, deep yeah. lore, like the deep the lore. job that George, I love that the the job that George R R Martin did building out that universe is. It's it's like close to in scale yeah. what George Lucas has done with Star Wars, and the uh, it has like there's this similar like level of of real terrifying presence of the villain too, mm-hmm. which is something that I think Star Wars has always nailed. Yeah, there's like a like from from episode one through episode six, and I'm going to put a hard stop there at episode six. There is like <laughs> a pretty like consistent like that dude. It feels invincible, yeah. Palpatine through the whole thing, and everything sure. about the dark side of the Force and the Empire, and everything that, like you, it, and that's a similar feel through the White Walkers from the opening scene yeah. of, of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and so I just think you would love it, but uh, that, that it's a whole other it's a whole other thing. I'm I'm hoping to eventually win him over. I'm going to watch too, it someday. Like, I know I'm going to be honest with you too, man. Like like that's content that people would enjoy. Oh, our fans want. Like, We've been asked be like, to do this. Multiple times, our our small humble fan base 
multiple people have asked us. Yeah, I am rewatching Game of Thrones right now with my wife. We're in season six. It's been three or four years since we've done it. And like legitimately, it's been so enjoyable. And it's such like a, it's, it's, there's, there's, there is community around like Game of Thrones. You're like, oh, remember, right. remember this scene? Remember this battle? Remember this thing? And, and so I'm just, I'm trying to eventually win Luke over because it'll we happen. would just put out, we put out so much, so many good podcast episodes Dude, it, okay. breaking down, it'll breaking happen. down the show. It'll happen. Uh, but, but regardless, uh, the true test is on the horizon. Can we? Because Fallout is, is coming out. Oh, dude, I'm so ready for Fallout. And we're Fallout like a month and a half. Is going to make me sad. And after every episode, I'm going to think about it way too much than I should. <laughs> Why does that zombie guy have no nose? <laughs> no, I know. I feel bad for him already. It's it's, it's it's not even like the actual season. I don't even know who this guy is, and I feel bad for him because he has no nose. And I bet he lost his daughter. Yeah, he looked like he had a daughter did. that he lost. I'm already probably sad. Yes. You can tell I've already yeah. gotten jacked she up. She got nuked, Luke. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, man. she very well might be one of the bad ghouls. Ooh, yeah. I'm excited ghouls. about Fallout, but that'll be the true, be cool, that'll man. be the the true test. We have a bunch of shows coming out this year. We should have, uh, we have House of the Dragon season two. We have um, Andor season two. Mm. We have Fallout. There's Dune two coming Dune out. Dune two is very be sick. soon. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, we need to watch Dune one and do an episode on it for sure. And then there's we'll do that um, like in the week before. I think Rings of Power might be this fall, but it might also be mm. next year. But I like this is going to be a big year. For, for shows yeah. and uh, but I'm at the same time like when there's downtime that's when we need to be that's that's when we need to be covering uh, like something like a Game of Thrones also we had someone in the comments say like hey we'd really like for you guys to cover Rebels and uh, Clone Wars and I'd be so down oh that'd be sick and if I we could, love like, Rebels and Clone Wars what we can Wars. do is we can find like a uh, one of those websites that like lists all like the true canon forming right. episodes where it's like okay here's the three episodes for the Battle of Geonosis here's like the you know like mm-hmm. and we can kind of like go through hit the big like, ones yeah the because ones. I, I think I think we could get in the weeds of Rebels and yeah where it's like a little bit waste of time yeah with um, Rebels and especially Clone Wars especially like Clone let's be Wars. real like the first episode of Clone Wars is one of the worst <laughs> <laughs> like I watched the first episode of Clone Wars and I was like oh I don't know and then I watched the second one and I was just hooked the first one was just a little bit. Just kind of uneventful. Wasn't the the first one is the isn't that the one where you, we first meet Ahsoka? I can't. Dude, even remember. I just remember it being uneventful. I know Yoda's involved, um, and it's on. I can't remember what planet it is, but I just remember being like, "Ooh, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> That's how uneventful it is. It's just like I feel like nothing big happens. Versus like some of the other huge episodes, you're like, oh my gosh. There's like some the Mortis God oh, yeah. episodes. The like, Mortis God. The Battle of Geonosis cow. is in season Dude, one. I'm pretty sure. The Battle sure. of Geonosis yeah. episodes are so cool. It's like seeing the, the clone it, troopers in the, in that is incredible. It like reminds like the sand. It reminds me to because like who who's the other Jedi that's is it uh, the the Sarian the 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 Syrian, the dude with the tall head I think is the one who mm. leads that attack. If oh, I remember correctly, Kaido Mundi. Uh, no. Yeah, Kiati Mundi or whatever I think, uh, but he uh, like they lay out that entire three episode arc almost like the way the Thrawn books do, where it's like it's very very tactically centered, where it's like this yeah. is what we're doing here, this is what we're doing here. Oh, it's, so it's cool. very yeah. Whereas like the Battle of Geonosis Part One and in the Clone Wars movie is really just open field combat. Like you know, there's not a whole lot going on there, dude. And the cl- with Clone Wars, you just really get to meet a ton of really dope clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm all f- yeah. yeah. One day we when we find time. Time, we'll do mm-hmm. it. Game of Thrones, uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, we'll do it all. One of um, our uh, viewers was asking about the comics, uh, which I can't oh, yeah. see us doing anytime super soon just because there's so much other literature to get into. Even How though does one dope. go about buying a Star Wars comic? 
Are they like? Dude, are, is actually, there a I think website? you can buy them like audiobooks. Do you have to go to a comic store? I don't. Understand. No, I think you can buy. I've them never like bought audiobooks. Yeah. No. I uh, wait as audiobooks. I, no, not as audiobooks. I meant to say like Kindle. Okay, so there's yeah, an yeah. app. I think there's, there's an, an app for Star think, Wars comics. I think yeah, like I think you can purchase them through any like large like retail book, like online bookstore. Luke and I would like to potentially maybe try a Star Wars comic. Which one should we start with? Like that's peak. a question. What is maybe. the peak of Star Wars comic three? Comic whether it be uh, Legends or Canon. So, Mister and Mrs. Smith. I'm so ready for your take. I no no no. We're starting with you because like I <laughs> I have to say, like I haven't been bored watching it. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, it's a weird show. It's super weird. I want to start with what drew you so much to the first episode where you were like, dude, this is the show. Brad Pitt and Angelina. Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was I was hoping for that nostalgia, which I did not get, and then. We turned on the first episode, and the first scene happens where, like, you know, that couple is in that gunfight, mm-hmm. and then the girl looks back at the guy who she loves. I don't know if it's her boyfriend or husband or whatever, and he's standing there with a hole in his face and then falls to the ground, and that's when we turned it off. We're like, this is depressing. This is too much. And then... We couldn't find anything else to watch, so then we turned it back on, and then immediately after that, I was just super intrigued. And By the interview, the interview scene is next. The interview yep. scene is is really really intriguing, and and I think that's what's what's cool about the show is um, not so much now because they, all the episodes are released, right? But if this would have been like a week weekly release, there would have been so much to. Didn't talk they release about. them in bulk? I think one? they did. I think yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, but I wish that they didn't because it would have been so interesting to to talk about you know our our take for the next next episode, which you and I can still do, but mm-hmm. the world knows, right? Yeah. So, like for example, like like who is the company that they work for? Like how much money are they actually making? I keep wondering to myself: Are the two main characters, um, John and Jane, uh, are they good people? Like, do, do I think that they're good people or bad people? You know what I mean? Like. Who is that lady who they stole the cake from that ended up being a freaking bomb? Like, did she know that it was a bomb? Like, yeah. Like, there's so many questions that, like, I feel like they'll answer a lot of them, but it's so fun to just navigate that as you're watching. And it's a, it's a very um, thought-provoking show, and that's what I've liked about it. And not only that, it's it's kind of visually interesting as well. It is like, visually interesting. The the house that they stay in is is gorgeous. Like I love the aesthetic of that home. It's incredible. And then not only that, but I'm really enjoying the the music in in um in these episodes so far too. They have a very diverse group of 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 um like like songs that they play. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but they also have a lot of silence in the show. I don't know if you've noticed. There's that. a lot of silence. They they use it as definitely as an effect. Yes. There's no doubt. Yes. So like I'm I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Like like for example, let's ask you a question. Who do you think Cake Lady was? Like do you think that she knew well, that that was a bomb? Let's let's start here. Okay. Um we are going based on having only seen the first two episodes. So So don't ruin Yeah, don't for us. be a comment asshole who yeah. goes in there and ruins everything, okay? Like we've only seen the first two episodes. Um I wanna start I wanna work our way through. So I wanna start with the opening scene. Okay. 
the opening scene, oh, presumably. Yeah. Who is this couple? Because yeah, it's, who shot it's, that guy it's in the face? It's completely un. It's completely unconnected to everything else. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna just give you my working theory. Yeah, I because I, I've got one too. They're a previous iteration of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I, I who totally agree. experienced their three failures. Totally that agree with to have, you. And now yep. the company pursues them from place to place until eventually they stand and fight. One hundred percent agree. And they were linked together. They didn't know each other beforehand. They fell in love because they saw some crazy stuff together. Mm -hmm. And then they fell in love and then tried to leave. And then they got hunted down. I feel like the sniper who shot the guy is the chick that we know. No, there's no way. I think I totally think there's literally no way. Why do you think? Why? Why Why would she agree to become the next chick who just got sniped in the chest after she sniped the chick in the chest? Oh, no, no. I think that this is like them in the future. I think that that was like a future. I I, I think that that didn't uh, 100% line up in the same timeline as what oh, we were Oh, I, I agree, now. but I thought yeah. it was in the past. In the past. I, I think thought they were hinting been... at like, oh, we killed our Mr. and Mrs. Oh. Smith. We need another Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And it very well could be, but who's the sniper? Just some people who work for the company. They are had they more than other, just the one sniper. They had a bunch of are people. Are they other Mr. and Mrs. Smithes? Smithy? Well, I'm assuming this assassin company has more than one group of assassins. And that's why I wanted to do this show, because it's freaking interesting, <laughs> right? Like, this is exactly why I wanted to do it. Yeah, so I don't know, but I think you're right. I think I think they uh, had three failures, and then their time was up, and then they knew it. And then, of course, Clearly as you they go, ran a few times. Yeah, yeah of then. course, as you grow, go through these missions, you do end up getting some skills. And then we know that the current Mr. and Mrs. Smith that we know of do have legitimate skills. Like um, Donald Glover's character has killed, like, what, 13 people already? That's 12 on purpose. Really interesting. Yeah, and then, dude, and then there's other thought-provoking questions. Who's the, you know, who's the other one? Like, who's the outlier? Why I'm do, sure we'll find out. Yeah. Why don't they care about their relationships with their family anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, all of that, dude. So well, interesting. Well, let's, so the next part that I wanted to get into was the, in my opinion, what the theme of the show is. Because, like, there is some action. Like, there was, mm. uh, obviously, the cake scene where they chase the lady and then they deliver it and it blows up. Yeah. Um, there was the, in the second episode, the very, very weird dog role-playing scene that like literally i watched episode one with carly mm-hmm. and so like when anything weird would happen i'd have like someone to like look oh over yeah and talk oh lane and i to. were constantly like this is super Dude, weird and i couldn't talk to you because i didn't want to ruin it for the podcast yeah. so like i'm like looking around the room by my because my wife is skiing with one of her best friends in uh flagstaff this weekend or uh she actually gets home here in about like an hour and a half but like i i <laughs> I was literally just look, looking around and I'm like, oh man, I'm watching this by myself. I want to talk <laughs> I know. shit. But like, it was, so there's the really weird dog role playing scene leading into the truth serum in the in the over, which was so so funny. Like, and I want to get I want to get to that because okay. I want to go through those two scenes. But like, to me, the theme of the show, like the purpose of the show, I think what you know, like because when you if you think of it like an elevator pitch, okay, like everything has an elevator pitch, right? Like I would argue the elevator pitch of this show, it's like the the most important thing is like it's just you and me are friends and we hang out, yeah, like that. Oh, like we hang this, out on the show. This show, you know, like yeah, and and like, like typically sons. we're going to talk about things that we're passionate about. That's yeah. going to include our jobs. That's going to include Star Wars. That's going to sure. include other content that kind of falls in line with that. But like that's the elevator pitch. We just went over Two Sons podcast in fifteen seconds. Yeah, like the elevator pitch to Mister and Missus Smith to me is like a look at the dynamic of two assassins being married, but primarily through the lens of actually watching two deeply troubled yes like professional killers 
both of which are not at all trying to be attached to their past at all whatsoever. Yeah. Like they like they For sure. and then like coming into this situation where they're spending time with each other and like navigating the personality dynamics of being right. because like they're automatically distrustful but at the same time lonely. Yes. You know, they both there there is a certain moral gray area. Mm-hmm. They also clearly have skill sets that mm-hmm. they bring to the table. So like I think I think interestingly enough like the assassin stuff is almost secondary in the show to the personality dynamic is, between yeah. the two main characters. I 100% agree. That is an awesome take. And for whatever it's worth, like if you look at the first uh the first scene of of a show as like the original sales pitch, I got off that elevator, <laughs> but yeah, then I got did. forced back yeah. in, and then I was hooked. So like envision, you know, someone he was being like, on. He was like, oh, I can't watch this. The first scene's too bad. It's like, well, we could watch Game of Thrones. Ah, fuck it. We'll yeah, go back. yeah, we'll, we'll go back. <laughs> Anything other than Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, but so like so the 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 first episode happens, and and I was hooked. Like you you legitimately want to know what happens to this couple, whether or not they fall in love, if they survive this. It's like, and then you think of questions yourself. Like, I don't know if you do this when you watch shows like this. You're like, if I had to do something like this, could I? Not that I want to, not that I want to give cake bombs to people, you know, and blow them up. But like, like if you were stuck in a situation like this, like how would you react in that? Like, could you do this? Could you not do that? Like, it's really, it's really interesting. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's super bizarro. I, 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 one of the big things that stood out is, you know, from the same point of that job. Um, and they capture this really in the chase scene, but like, there's just, and really through most of the first two episodes, there's just so much like improvisational planning mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like, okay, this lady's running, let's do this. Or like when, uh, when, uh, um, Donald Glover's character like randomly just attacks that street vendor, yes you know, or like when he was like, oh shit, like this bougie ass uh like auction they're not going to trust a black dude here so i'm just going to pretend he's like i'm going to be like one of four black guys there and then yeah like like that's improvisational like it's cool thinking or like them being like okay well like maybe we'll offer to do weird sex stuff for this guy and then that'll (laughs) allow us to get him on so they had to get this dude alone for their second mission and they had to inject him with true serum and then record everything he says. That was basically the mission. And the but there had to be no witnesses. And so the only way they were going to get him alone was like literally the chick just goes like, "How about we grab that like bellhop over there? Or we go grab the that waiter. busser over there, and we just take him into the back and do whatever we want with him." And then yeah. the dude, of course, the rich dude's like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." Yeah, that, this, that sounds interesting. That's that's the only interesting thing here, you know, dude. So maybe there was a plot hole, and maybe there wasn't. And 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 tell me if I'm wrong, but. It seemed like they, for episode two, they made it a little bit more complicated than it actually needed to be. For example, like if their goal was to inject that specific dude with truth serum, why did they have to do the whole entire like Andy Warhol, like auction thing? Like their clue was find the person who bids the highest on the Andy Warhol auction like picture. I forget what the name of it is. It's It's a real picture. I think. Oh, really? And 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 then that's your guy. Why didn't they just say, "Hey, this is your guy"? Do the truth serum. Did I miss something there? So I think. I feel like that was just something to make it way more interesting and yeah, make it more espionage. Yeah, almost like a, con- a, a, a con- yeah, because like in theory, they could have just been like, "This dude is going to be there." Yeah, do it to him, and that would have been boring. It could. It it, it it's hard to say though, because it could very well have been like one of those things where uh, the target 
uh, the 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 actual targeter, the person who paid for the hit, uh-huh. might might very well have been like unaware of who it was, but I they see. but they knew this person was going to buy yeah, this. No, like, we don't so. know. I wouldn't call it a plot hole. I would just call it like a unexplained phenomenon. Yeah. But for phenomenon. the record, like, the, the 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 first mission was like that too. So like the first mission. They're like, you got to steal True. this package from this lady and you got to deliver it to this place. And it turns True. out to be this like random like elderly lady who's running around with a cake, we think is a cake. And then like literally, uh, literally they're like, they steal the cake and they bring it to this other like rich white lady's house. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh my gosh, are they like, did this person just pay like secret agents to steal a cake? <laughs> I like, know. What? Like, this is so bizarre. And then and, they're bummed too. They're like, yeah. did we just steal a cake and yeah, drop they're, off a cake? Yeah, even they're like, oh, gosh. Like, but they also hit pretty heavily at the beginning, like, that these two are kind of on their last dregs in terms of like ability to find jobs. Uh-huh. And so, like, they, they kind of seem like at peace with it in the sense, like, I, I guess we're stealing cakes from random old ladies now and giving them to these random ass rich people. And then the cake blows up and, and kills, presumably, the, uh, the all the people in this house. <laughs> right, like in a family. And, yeah, which, which I immediately was like, oh, the uh, the company clearly intended for Mr. and Mrs. Smith to die in this blast. Oh, I see. And I thought it was going to end pretty quickly between mm-hmm. them and the company. And then it turns out it was like, oh, it's high risk. Like this is going to be something that we have to potentially deal with, you know, blowing up. Right. But like, but yeah, like the two missions are kind of bizarre in the sense that like we don't really understand like what the ultimate goal is. They're not connected. So they do yeah. end up giving truth serum to this guy. Which, yes. uh, and, and so he basically. Well, and how they did it was super funny. Because, because, and you know, it was going to get botched, right? Because in, in the, in the setup, hi, hi, or whoever that is, we don't know who hi, hi is. Hi, hi is the person they text with. Yeah. Yeah. Or like emails Email, or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's like direct messaging. It's yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, I it's am. like, yeah, I am. So anyways, he's like, do not do a second dose of the truth serum. It's like, well, they're going to get two doses. Like we, we know that right off the bat. So then, and then how it's going down is super funny because like, it's super odd. Don't get me wrong, but the 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 guy, the rich guy, is like, "All right, I want you guys to pretend like your dogs and then meet each other for the first time." So, what do dogs do? They sniff each other's butts, right? Yeah. So, so like, you know, Donald Glover and uh, Maya Erskins, uh, I think that's how you pronounce her name. They're like on all fours and like looking at each other, like kind of giggling. And he's like, take it seriously. So they start like sniffing each other, you know? And then he's all of a sudden in the mix. Yeah, then he gets down on all fours. I'm literally looking yeah. around my room. I'm dude, like, I know. Oh my gosh, and what then, am I watching? Well, and you told me to. You're like, dude, it's kind of a weird episode. I was like, all right, like, I don't know what that means, but. And then I'm watching that scene, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, this is the weird episode part. This ha- I yeah, hope, that, it is. yeah, yeah, because if, if there's something than weird, that. Yeah, <laughs> then I'm out. Yeah. So then, and then they kind of give each other the look, and each one of them thinks, "Okay, I'll inject him as soon as we break." And then they say, "Break," and then they both inject him, and then it's chaos. He literally stands up, and he's kind of like a drunken wild guy at that point, and then he walks into a crowd full of people. And it's just absolute chaos. He, he walks into the auction and basically just confesses all of all of the bad shit that he does, and like basically takes a bunch of the other rich people and throws them under the bus. <laughs> yes, they record the whole thing. Multiple people record the whole thing. Like it's just a complete disaster. And then they take him away, and he just dies because yes. he got double dosed. He dies in their house. And then this is another intense part. They have to break his arms and legs to get him into I, a compactor. I died laughing at that scene. I like it was such a random thing I was not expecting. They take his body into the bathtub and they're yeah. like they're like you because they want to fit him into the composter and they're like uh she's like well uh, he's like you break the legs I'll break the arms and she's like right. okay and they're like they're so they kind of look at each other and then he's like 
on the count of three. They're like, one, two, three. They both snap the the bones and like literally gross. both of them start dry heaving. They're like, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so gross. And then she's getting mad at him because he's gonna throw up. And she's like, if you throw up, I'm gonna throw up. I was dying laughing no. at that scene. That scene got me. That was funny. No, and there are some really funny things. Like the the humor is really dark. Like very, very dark. And and um but it's just it's it's all just super interesting and very thought provoking. And then they throw in stuff all the time, it seems like, in order to make you think even more. Like all of a sudden, um um Jane's character starts to get uh, just to get um questioned by their neighbor who's very interested in what in what in what they do mm-hmm. and like the fact that like they have a cat and then she denies that they have a cat. The neighbor guy is going to become a pain in the butt. And if I'm not mistaken, the neighbor guy was the same guy from the recent Batman movie who played oh, really? the villain. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. Uh, which is like like I always think it's fascinating when you see an actor like that it's like it's like you know who I look like is a creepy motherfucker. Is, is a bad <laughs> dude. No, seriously. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. Yeah, I'm gonna keep putting my name in the hat for like the. You need someone who looks like a creep. I can no, do that. <laughs> real talk. Who's the guy that plays the the like the main Nazi for Inglorious Bastards? You oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh God, I'm blanking on his name. It's like I forget his name I too. Can't think of his name, but, but he but also is. He's such a good actor. But he's also the bad guy for one of the 007 movies, right? Like mm-hmm. he just looks like a creepy dude, a very sophisticated creepy dude. Yes, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But that's what that was one of the things. He plays that a good I, guy in Django Unchained. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does, huh? That's mm-hmm. true. He's the guy who basically like frees. Jan- I think I don't. Yeah, he like rescues Django from a, a chain gang, and then. Uh, and then like they go around taking, they become bounty hunters. Remember Just that's like best the, friends, yeah, best friends that anybody could have. Yeah. yeah. But that's what was interesting about, um, what's his name? John Taruto, Torturo, is normally I'm used to him being like kind of funny in film. I thought he was funny in that episode. I thought he was a funny guy. Yeah, that's true. And then all of a sudden he's kind of like, when he's like messing with the, the, the busser's like tie for like, for like 10 seconds oh, and the guy's just looking back at him. He's like, like that was weird. Doing, yeah. Bro? No. And so that was interesting to see him play a different role. I've got a question for you. Do you think the, the two main characters, Jane and John are good people? Like, would you like, I know that's a very subjective question, right? And that that's intentional, but like, would you say that they're good people or bad people? Cause I have, I have like a legit. Well, we're guessing because we don't necessarily have any information on True. it. Um, I would say that they're both firmly in the gray, like good people that uh, that went that chose a certain career path that caused them to do a lot of nasty things, and now they kind of they both kind of seem to lack a little bit of self esteem too. True, they do. But, it's like, so interesting. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, uh, I find them to be interesting characters. I do. Oh, for sure, very interesting. Right now, I'm firmly in the in the bad category. As soon as you start to kill people for money that you don't know <laughs> if they're good or bad. I think that put makes you a pretty sketchy individual. So, because they're assuming I, the, the way company they, is good, and obviously the company's bad. They're laying it out like um, good and bad is very subjective. I get that, of course. Yeah, but like, I think. So, for instance, like let's say that you are military special forces and you've killed fifty people in your life. Yeah. Like, like True. at the end of the day, like it's, some of it is like your profession is your profession. It, it, they kind of hint at it with the chick, the, the uh, um, uh, Mrs. Smith, 
when mm-hmm. he's like, oh, like, let me guess, you're like former CIA or something like that. She's and she's like, like something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Like it could be as simple like she started CIA, had a desk job. Then all of a sudden she got this other opportunity. All of a sudden they put a gun in her hand. All of a sudden she's doing this. Now all now she's taking on higher leverage missions. And then all maybe yeah. she messed up or maybe there was some sort of falling out or blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. like I, that, that's what I mean by gray area. Like I think it I is. It. I think it is possible for a good person to get swept up into something that has so, some bad stuff attached. Well, so Cassian Andor is yeah. is a really good example like he's he, he's you know fighting for this noble cause the rebellion right and then he has to like kill yeah kill the good dude shot a shot a dude in the stomach right remember? yeah exactly yeah. yeah so like that that that's a good take I, I agree with that like if they were both walking next to i don't know a kid that was lost i feel like they'd probably like help the kid mm-hmm. you know what i mean but yeah. then all of a sudden they're murdering people for money <laughs> like it's like it's <laughs> super and that's one of the intriguing parts of the show is is like who are these people like why are they doing this they both strike me as like profoundly pessimistic too just in general like they're like down on their luck like like i think i feel like some of like i you can imagine if you were in that line of work you would know too much Uh uh-huh in the sense that like that's a good point you know that like all these rich people are doing all this super sketchy immoral stuff you know that you know this country's doing this, that country's doing yeah. that. Like it, your government's doing this sketchy stuff, and like you, you like I feel like you just know too much, and you become super pessimistic about everything going on in the world. And probably then like, so. I think in general, you just take on a very negative vibe. You probably do. Like I would never want to be the president of the United States. I don't want to know the secrets of mm-hmm. the world. Like nope. I, hard pass. Uh, yeah, I, I you and I have talked about this before, but like uh, even with our buddies Marcus and Sean, like uh, who work in the for the fire department, they're mm-hmm. both paramedics. It's like I don't like seeing some of the stuff that they've had to see. Like I can't oh, imagine horrendous. just like going back to just living a normal life. You know well, dude, I mean? it's crazy even to me. even your brother, he's a cop, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm talking to him at your, at your Super Bowl party, and my dad's with us, who just moved to Tucson, and. Uh, Dad's like, yeah, I just moved to Tucson. And Matt's like, why did you move to Tucson? <laughs> my brother hates Tucson. It drives me crazy. <laughs> and then and I had to explain to my dad. I'm like, this is Matt. He's Jason's brother. He sees the worst of the worst in Tucson. <laughs> He's a cop. I literally have to give him crap all the time because, like, we'll be uh, – like. Like, cause he, my brother's obsessed with Texas and he wants to move to Texas. And don't get me wrong. I like Texas. My fam- Most of my extended family's out in Texas. I go out there usually about once a year, if not more. Uh, Texas is a special place to me too, but like Tucson is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Tucson's and great. like, and like literally, uh, like Texas, it gets super hot in the summers and super cold in the winters. The and entire state froze over too. two winters in a row. Yeah. It's humid as hell. The flies bite you out there. <laughs> it's like, it, it it's super flat. There's not yeah. much to look at. The traffic in the town is awful. Like there's a lot of stuff to like about Texas, but like to, I, I, my brother, his specific thing with Tucson is like, he thinks that it's too hot, which it's not like when it's 113, you know what you do? You get to have a pool party yeah. and hang out with your friends and float around in a pool all day. I, I've lived in North Carolina. I've lived in Utah. I've lived in Phoenix. I've spent a ton of time in California. I've spent a ton of time in Texas, like t- uh, Tucson has amazing weather like literally and, amazing weather it, it like we get rain but we don't get a lot of it we and when get, it does come it's gorgeous and when, and it's, when it comes season. it's gorgeous we have beautiful sunsets our mountains are stunning it's dry so the heat is more manageable the sonoran our, desert we get eight yeah the sonoran desert's beautiful incredible. we have eight we have eight months a year of like incredible weather right basically from october november december january february march april may it's like really nice it's like june july august 
uh, September suck. Jason or like, and I are more both... like the second half of May and the first half of September. Yeah. Like that that four month period, it's hot. But then you know what sure. you do? You drink, you put a lime in your Corona and Hell you sit yeah. in your damn pool, man. Yes, or you sir. go to your buddy's house who has a pool. Yeah, and you know what also we have? Air conditioning. Yes. That's nice too. Everyone here <laughs> yeah. has a working air conditioner. Yeah. We work hard. That's great. Like, yeah. They they take air conditioning so serious here so seriously here that if you call an AC company and if you tell them I do not have AC that works, they will send someone to your house so fast. Yeah. One of their questions is do you have another AC unit that's working? And then they ask, do you have a portable AC unit? And if you don't, then they will literally send someone to your house. Yeah. Like it's like standard, which, which, you know, might be standard other places too, but they, they like know what questions mm-hmm. to ask. Like when we were short in AC, that was the first question they asked me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how we got on to the, to the Texas Tucson debate, but yeah. I definitely feel very, and that's the thing. Like if my brother was like, I want to move to Texas just because I want to move to Texas. I'd be like, I'm on board, man. Yeah. But like, it's the it, the anti Tucson sentiment. I have to. I said. And by the way, this is not shit that I don't say to his face. I say this to him all the time. I'm like, <laughs> we'll literally be driving around Texas, and my brother will be like, my brother will be like, look, there's a body of water. There's no bodies of water in Tucson. It's and like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, I sat outside on Grandma's patio yesterday and got eaten alive yeah, by flies. That How's that? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, we got. How did we get stuck on this topic? You had uh, mentioned your dad. Ta- oh, we were talking oh, about. The, oh, the, my, the my dirty secrets, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. It was the dirty secrets of of like how in certain professions mm-hmm. you understand more things than you wish you did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. And, 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 and that I my I to bring it back around. That's kind of my thing. Is like I I find them to be gray area people. Like they're mm-hmm. like I think I think like a lot of times we overreact to uh like pleasantries and stuff when it comes or like a aura about a person when it comes to like trying to decide like what quality a person they are Mm -hmm. it's your actions through and through and like at the end of the day like 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 you can be a pessimistic negative person just because you work a really really tough job that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person it just means it's hard for you to be in a good mood dude i agree i totally agree can you imagine working like um uh, not not it's not like TSA, but like the real TSA who are who are talking to major drug dealers. <laughs> Can you imagine if you just go into like the interview room and you're like, hey, like how how's your day going dealing massive amounts of cocaine? Yeah, like, like it, it's not. That are kinda... you are you having a good day? Can I get you some coffee? Is yeah. this, no, you got to go in there. Like, you got to go in there stone cold, man. To the Mr. Smith point, it's like you go home after and it's like, all right, mission was a success. I did have to tackle a street vendor though and yeah. cuss him out in front of his buddies. Like, yeah. like that's that was tough. fun. Ruined that guy's day. Yeah. That does suck. You're right. You're right. Someone's gotta do it. But does someone have to do it in their case? That's that's where I'm getting to. It's like, is the company good? Probably not. I feel like I feel like it's a it's another rich person that's just trying to like manipulate the the market for their own their own. What thing. if that's just their way to earn money though? Jason, there's certain things that you shouldn't do to earn money. <laughs> I think that they were ex- without a they were expressly asked not to kill anybody in the second deal. In the first deal, they didn't even know they were killing anybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. The company's probably great. Yeah. As it turns out, Jason's pro assassin, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Luke is anti assassin. Very pro. Very, very, very pro. <laughs> Jason also had a take one time, and he said Palpatine wasn't evil, and I'm still trying to figure that one. He out. wasn't evil. He's not evil. All right. We'll His it. religion is different than the Jedi's religion. We'll save it for The way he thought. sees it, the Sith are better to run the galaxy. And for objective reasons, in a lot of ways, they are. 
Uh, the, the, but the, the nobody's, way the, the nobody's Sith, having fun. The Sith don't hate the, the Jedi world. because they're nice to people. They hate the Jedi because they think they're destroying the galaxy by being too nice to people. True, but is that just a big lie that he's telling to himself? Anyways, we'll save well, it for another Well, of course. Pod. I'm not saying... I'm saying Jason, that... Jason, Palpatine is evil. I don't have to have a follow-up statement on that. His worldview is evil, I should say. I, I Okay, I'm not saying that Palpatine's not evil. What I'm saying is, is I don't think Palpatine is like a... Like a dude who's just like putting a magnifying glass on ants, like uh, for fun. Yeah, yeah no, like I agree. he is evil with a purpose. Yeah, <laughs> and his purpose he believes is benevolent in the sense that like it's it's about bringing balance to the correct side of the force, and the, obviously <laughs> inflicting a certain leadership style on the galaxy yeah. that he thinks is better. Y'all hear how Jay was like the correct side of the force? Like Jason's pro dark side. His correct side. <laughs> His correct side. <laughs> Did I get it? This, this Every how, time I watch episode three, I'm like, don't do it, Anakin. <laughs> I know. This is how Bane comes about because because Bane just figured that the dark side was the best way to get stuff done. And in a lot of ways, it is. Yes. It totally is. But if I lived in the Star Wars universe, I can assure you I would like it if the Jedi were in charge, not the Sith. I, I, I agree, oh, for the okay. record. That's, I that's If weird. I was running the galaxy, that's, that's super weird that you I think that. the Jedi have a clearly better path than the Sith do. <laughs> Good. They, I, I, Luke's over Good here man. misrepresenting my take. We are going to cover Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, yes. I got to get Carly to watch episode two. I've got to we'll get going. to watch it too. Let's just plan on like a week from now doing like episodes three and four. Cool. Does that work for yeah, you? Yeah, sounds good, man. All right, guys. That is all we have for today. As always, we sincerely appreciate you supporting the show. We'll yeah. see you guys in about a week. Also, send us some mailbag questions and it can be any random topic. And if it seems good, we'll we'll do a take on it. Yeah, more so, mailbag questions. Yeah, thanks mm-hmm. a lot. Bye, guys.